Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Sunday, everyone. Well, you've probably gathered by now, uh, it's our Prosperity Month. Once a year, as, uh, as Linda mentioned, we, we talk about money, but we do it in a, in a couple different ways. Uh, you will be hearing from someone in our Partners on Prosperity program and talking about church financial health. But you know, I'm here for a different purpose because what I, I have the secret, of course, of, of church management, and that's when the, the fellowship, that's when the members, that's when the people in the audience, when they are feeling wealthy, when they really have that sense of being fulfilled, well, they give. I mean, everyone here wants to give, right? It's, it's not, that's not the question. And so, so my job this month, such as it is, and I love talking about abundance, is really to help each person in this room have a better experience of, of wealth, of money, of the fullness and joy and love of life. Because I believe that when you're experiencing that, uh, you're called to share. So that's my idea anyway, and I'm sticking to it. Um, we're using the Abundance Book of John Randolph Prices this month, too. And I know they, they have some in the bookstore, but I'll, I'll share a little secret with you. We're going to actually start, those of you who are interested anyway in, play, in, in playing along with me, we're going to start the 40-day Abundance Program tomorrow morning. And so in case we run out of books or in case you don't care to buy this little book, Right in your program is everything you need. It's a little, oh, thank you. We still got Vanna here. (laughs) Thank you, Nancy. So so if you take that one single sheet home, uh, you'll have everything you need to follow along the 40-day abundance program that we're going to be covering this month. Now, you might ask, what's the point of this? Or or maybe not what's the point, but how is this going to be different? How can a 40-day spiritual practice actually change my finances or, or, or my style of living or my abundance in the world. And, and I'll tell you, if all it did was knock aside some of your current beliefs about money, that would be enough. You know, we believe that it is done unto us as, as we conceive of the world here. And so I got to tell you, if anyone in this room is less than rich, it's because of the thoughts we have right now. It's, it's because of the thoughts we already have about supply and, and, and money, yes, but, but even about love. When we have a closed heart, when we think there is lack and dismay in the world, it's very difficult for money to actually find its way to us. And so one of the things that the 40-day program does is it actually challenges your existing beliefs about money. So what are some of those existing beliefs? I want to share something uh, from my childhood with you, if you don't mind. So uh, I was born in Newport, Oregon, and we had kind of a, a modest little house when I was seven years old. It was a little two-story one. And as with many two-story houses, at least of that period, there was that kind of place where the, the stairway went up with the little spindles and, and kind of like a little landing. And I still remember, I would hear noises at night, and I would uh, get out of bed and kind of crawl along the floor so that no one could see me and there would be my little face peering between the spindles and the railing to see what was going on downstairs right very clandestine operation here and uh, and I got to tell you my first experience of money was that my parents would fight over it 
when they knew I was asleep and not there to listen. <laughs> well, so much for their plan anyway. And so I would be listening over the balcony. It would be well, like mom would buy something that wasn't in the budget. Or, or my dad would end up doing something with his paycheck other than handing it over to mom. Or, uh, or, or the paycheck would have deductions in it, right, that weren't expected. And suddenly there'd be less money in it. And I got to tell you, some of these conversations, although my parents loving, beautiful people. It was all about there's not enough money. There's all about, you know, our source is drying up. It's about the paycheck and how we use it. It's about kind of finger pointing, like you shouldn't have spent this, or you know we were saving for that. And, and I got to tell you, my first experience of money in the world was it's a troublemaker, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like no good comes of this, right? We have too much, we spend it foolishly. We don't have enough, we argue about where it went. It's like, how do we win this game? And I think that for most of us, our experience of money, of wealth even, is that it's something you can't trust in. It's something that goes away as soon as it comes. It's something that you have to work and work and work and work and work, and even then the government may take too much of it, right? It's that idea of, uh, well, and, and even if maybe you're wealthy, isn't there that sense that one person's wealth is coming at the expense, maybe, of other people? So from the get-go, I think as children even, we're trained, there's something tainted about this thing. There's something tainted about rich people. There's something wrong with this whole system. And I would suggest to you that if you have some of those beliefs that whether you know it or not, you're gonna have an arm's length relationship with money. Do you know what I mean about an arm's length relationship? I want it, I want it. It's like, have you seen the cartoon with the donkey that has a, a stick uh, mounted on its head and back and there's a carrot at the end of it? And so the donkey goes, oh, it's getting closer. It's getting closer, it's getting closer. And no matter how far and how fast the donkey goes, it's at arm's length. It's because we're wound up in the wanting. It's because in our mind we have separated ourselves from that which we think would be good for us. We have literally separated through our wanting, through our reaching, through our seeing it as, as distant and somewhat unobtainable, we have created that. We're actually keeping it out there. My personal belief is that this universe is completely abundant, that there is a, an infinity of good for each of us in it, that no one needs suffer or be poverty stricken, that all of us can participate in a rich feeling life if we open our hearts to actually see what our true source is. So most of us, I think, first of all, have something a little mixed up around our source. Most of us see our source is that thing that comes twice a month. <laughs> and I still remember um, when I worked for the telephone company, it literally came twice a month on a cart. It would be the, the first and, and, and third Fridays of every month, a woman named Helen had this cart and she would go through our seven story telephone company building <laughs> handing out checks. She was like the little goddess of the checks. I often thought, maybe I'd like to have that job. Everybody smiles at you, everybody says hi. 
And those paychecks in those days so represented my source. And I remember I was partnered at the time too. And he also worked in the same telephone company building. We both got our checks and I don't know, at the time we were handsomely paid. I would bet if you put our two incomes together, it was close to 70 or $80,000 a year to dream of household income, right? And we were always broke. When your source is your paycheck, what do you do when you get the paycheck? You spend it. What else would I do with it? There were times even on that level of income, our house payment actually came towards the end of the month. There were times we were doing cash advances on our visa cards to pay our house payment. Think about this, it's crazy. Now, uh, first of all, let me just explain. That was close to 30 years ago. Phew. I have changed since then, but I still think a lot of America works on financing things through credit, still is having that affair with money at arm's length, and a lot of it is where we think the source is. We think it's our paycheck, we think it's our spouse, we think it's the social security department, we think that it's veterans affairs, we, we think that our, our source is tied up in uh, you know owning real estate, None of it's true. Our source is God. Our source is the universe. And when we rely on a paycheck, when we rely on a certain job, what happens when we lose the job? Right? It's why we never fully trust those sources. It's why we stay at arm's length, because we know here it comes, here it goes. When instead you know that your source is the universe, when you know that your source is God itself, when you know that your source is infinite, then when you put faith in it, when you, when you can roll your head and your heart around it from that place of the open heart, it can't go away. It's simply there, always. And as we open our heart and as we learn to receive better, our wealth, our, our feeling of wealth increases. In fact, I want to talk about that for a minute because it isn't the numbers. Have we all known people that actually have a fairly high standard of living that still seem to be unhappy in it and still see the world as though there's a lack mentality? People who are earning you know, a goodly sum of, uh, of money and they still seem miserly. They still seem like there's not enough money for them even at that level. And I'm sure that we've known people who have very little money and are happy as, and satisfied as all get out, right? So first of all, the number of zeros in the bank account may give you a level of comfort, but what we do with that level of comfort in terms of satisfaction, in terms of how we feel about it, in terms of feeling filled up, quite a different thing. And I would suggest to you that that is part of how it works that it is our feelings of satisfaction, it is our, our belief in our satisfied nature that the universe rushes in then to cre create that which will sustain it. And I wanna quote from uh, John Randolph Price's The Abundance book here that the 40-day prosperity program comes from. He says, money is an effect. When you concentrate on the effect, 
You're simply forgetting what causes it. And when you forget the cause, the effect over time will diminish. When you focus your attention on getting money, you're actually shutting off your supply. That's what I talked about before, that that carrot at the end of the stick. It's always going to be elusive. When you focus your attention on getting money, you're actually shutting off your supply. You must begin at this very moment to cease believing that money is your substance, your supply, your support, your security, or your safety. Money is not. But God is. The universe is, when you understand and realize this truth, the supply flows uninterrupted into perfect and abundant manifestation. So the 40-day prosperity plan that comes out of the abundance book is designed to help you navigate through changing your thinking around your source, to change your thinking around the scarcity of money, to change your thinking around, well, maybe I'm not good enough to be rich, or maybe I'm not talented enough for it to be rich. It's like point by point, it eliminates some of those old ways of thinking so that truly you can begin receiving more in your life. And so the plan is a simple one, and I'm not even going to spend any time talking about it because you've got it, and and I'm hoping that tomorrow morning you'll sign up for it. But let me outline how it works. First of all, it asks you to set an intention. So the very first thing that you would do tomorrow morning if you want to take this up is to actually write out an intention to be successful. That's the first thing it does. I'm going to be successful at this. The second thing that it does is it asks you to read and contemplate and journal 10 different affirmations of abundance. And you'll, you'll rotate through them and explains carefully how to do that. No worries about taking notes. It'll be perfectly explainable from, uh, from what you've got there. And I think this is really clever because as you read it, as you contemplate about it, and as you do a brief journal entry, you're really involving your whole mind in a way that can upset or reverse, I guess is a better word, some of those old stereotypes about money of unworthiness and where you fit into things. Because really what we're doing here is strengthening your belief in your unlimited source. We're strengthening your belief in your own ability to tap in to that divinity that already exists. Those seeds are already in you, right? Even though I listed those negative ideas we have about money, right? We also have a set of positive ones. So it's just about reaffirming, reasserting, and strengthening that which on a level we already know to be true about ourselves. So that's how the program works. It's not actually that difficult. And the other addition to it is simply it asks you for 40 days to be generous. Part of the, the, the learning, part of the training that you'll, you'll have in this program is the idea that as we give, so do we richly receive. And so it talks about uh, uh, being generous with your time and your talent and yes, your money. And that's part of the process of opening your heart so that as you can give and receive, you're doing it from that place of an open-heartedness. Okay, so enough about the plan. Um, That's how it works. I would encourage you all uh, to read through the the little piece of paper. And if you're you're game... Give it a go starting tomorrow morning. I did the the program two years ago. Big ahas for me. Works like a charm. 
I want to share, though, a couple of my takeaways from it, my own experience of it. For one thing, it will tell you in there, if you miss a day, start over. And I, I would like to say that is indeed what needs to happen. So let's say you go, you go along three or four days and then suddenly you find yourself on a vacation and you just lose track of life and you know how things go sometimes. Please don't think that after an absence you can just pick up on day five again. This really is a concentrated effort at, at moving through these affirmations and thoughts in a powerful way. So if for some reason you have to skip a day, just start over. So we want 40 days of uninterrupted study on this. It'll do, really do wonders for you, absolutely. The other thing that I would just say, from again, from my own perspective, is uh, I'm not much of a journaler. I've had a gratitude journal for years and years, but I balked a little bit at the idea of writing down my thoughts around this. Aha, Larry. The trouble is I'm missing a big part of my brain, the kinesthetic part of my brain. So you're going to be asked to read it. That involves one part of your brain. You're going to be asked to contemplate it. That uh, affects another part of your brain. But by me resisting that journaling, I'm missing the whole body connection to it. And so please actually do what it says. Here, here I am. Do it as it says. What? What kind of advice is that? Uh, but don't skimp on that third part. Really do the little bit of journeying. Honestly, the whole thing probably only take 10 minutes a day. This isn't a huge investment of your time. And what you're going to get out of it is a huge reward on so many different levels. One of the things that you might think is, oh gosh, money, money, money. And to uh, introduce that topic, I have a joke. So if I gave 10% of everything that I earned to the church, even my allowance, would I get into heaven? A Sunday school teacher asked her children on Sunday. No, the children all answered. What if I sold my house and my car, had a big garage sale, and gave all the money to the church? Would I get into heaven then, continued the teacher? No, the children all answered. What if I worked really, really hard and became famous and was a millionaire and gave millions and millions of dollars to the church? Then would I go to heaven? Answered the asked the teacher. No, the children all answered. So how do I get to heaven? Asked the teacher. One little boy near the front of the class raised his hand and shouted out simultaneously, Well, you gotta be dead. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, it's not actually about the money at all. The principles that we're describing are around something that is intangible. We're working actually on the cause and not the effect. And so the cause of abundance is an open heart. The cause of abundance is truly loving your life. The cause of abundance is having a, a mental framework that is both of one of giving and receiving, of participating and exchanging life's goodness. It's actually not about the money. The money's the effect. The money will come as it comes. The thing, if you will, is right up here. Because we can't receive a thing 
unless we can actually conceive a thing. So the, the showing up of the checks in the mail and the raises that you might want, all the, the material evidence of wealth only comes to you once you have the mentality of truly expecting wealth. And it works the same with love, it works the same with joy, it works the same with peace. There's, a, there's no difference here. And in fact, sometimes people say, well, can we just pray for a million dollars? And I'll go, well, sure, but what do you want the million dollars for? And then I'll actually get sometimes a real answer not always. <laughs> Sometimes I just get another thing. Well, I'd buy this big house that I want. And then I go, okay, well, back to the drawing word again. That's another thing. What would you get then living in that big house? Oh, well, I'd get comfort and safety. And then I'm like, ah, now we got something to pray about. Because when we pray about what it is you really want to experience, whether it be love, whether it be a sense of fulfillment, whether we pray about success or, or whether we pray about joy, when we pray about those intangibles, when we pray about the causes, the universe will rush in to bring the stuff that will allow us to feel that. I'm getting some silence here. Either we're napping or we're stunned. <laughs> and I've seen this time and time again. When I, when I stopped questing for something, I will often discover that the thing I desire is right there next to me, that I didn't really have to go anywhere. I didn't really have to do anything. It was more an acceptance in my own heart more a belief that that is the way my life is unfolding. So this month, not as much about the money as you might think. This month is more about your intentions and your mental shifts around what is for you to experience. If you expect to experience the riches of life the universe will step in to provide that. If you really expect it, if it's really in your heart, if you really accept it, that's the way the universe works. It will find a way to prosper you. If, on the other hand, what you're really wanting is $100,000, the universe may or may not bring that to you, and you may or may not be happy once you have it. It is really up to us to understand what it is we want to experience on that cause level, then the effects rush in to support that heartfelt experience. Well, I'm gonna close in a different way than usual. You know, usually I give you a, kind of a reason why I would wanna buy this book, sort of the promise of a book. You know, this book is in its, I think it's 28th printing. This book has been around so long that it comes with its own testimonials in this latest edition. So let me read just a few of the things that people have said when they went through the 40-day prosperity plan. This is from a woman in California. She says, I'm halfway through the 40-day program and I'm already experiencing daily miracles in my life. I'm growing marvelously well spiritually. I'm becoming whole for the first time in my life. 
Here's a fellow from Canvas, uh, Kansas. I had planned on writing you at the end of my 40-day prosperity treatment. I'm only on day 35, but while I'm downtown mailing this letter, I'm going to the bank to pay off my mortgage. I feel it safe to say that this has pointed me in the right direction. And then finally, someone in Tennessee, please accept my gratitude for the 40-day prosperity program. I have used it faithfully with excellent results. I noticed the increase in abundance already due, I believe, to the increased and expanded consciousness created by the practices. Again, it's the, the cause, the mental image. So for the rest of this month, gosh, we're going to learn some, uh, some different spiritual principles, the principles of giving and receiving and tithing. We're going to learn about the, the principles of, uh, of forgiveness and gratitude, all things that we can do to increase our ability to live with that open heart and to receive more. Uh, but please, um, you know, get the book, um, take the handout home, see if you're not willing to commit to have a more abundant life in the next 40 days with me. All right. I think we're going to have some fun. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence, one life, one goodness. And what I know about it as the true source is that it is infinite. That there is no end to the riches, to the goodness, to the love, to the joy, to the peace of this thing that I call God. That the universe is laid out and that there's never a famine. That the universe truly is here to bless us, every one of us, as we can receive it. And I know this means me. I know that my heart is open to ever wider to receive more of my good, to, to share my good with others, to be fully present in the giving and receiving of the universe. And as it is true for me, I know it is true for each person in this room. Each person here has that, that amazing capacity to open our hearts wide, to receive our good from the universe, to truly see God as our true source, that yes, the, the paychecks are there and they're lovely, but it is through the power of our own thinking, through the power of our own existence, that those effects are created. And so I'm grateful for this knowledge, grateful, of course, for God showing up every day in the guise of the, the people and faces and, uh, and joyous friends that I have, grateful for the abundance, truly, of this universe. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for being here. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.